0: Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today, we're going to go back to 2015, opening another pack of footy cards today, see what we get from this pack. I mean, I've really enjoyed the last few ones of these. It's a bit of a random topic. You never really know what's going to come up. I've thoroughly enjoyed them. Let's dive into this 2015 pack now. All right, we've got our very first card. Aiden Guerra from the Sydney Roosters. Now, obviously, Aiden Guerra, he would soon depart to the Newcastle Knights. Won the comp with the Roosters in 2013, represented Queensland. Not sure if he played for the Kangaroos in the end. I assume he would have at some point. He definitely played for the Maroons. And, I mean, he's a guy that came out of the Melbourne Storm system. He's one of the few guys to leave the Melbourne Storm system and get better elsewhere. And I guess, you know, no shock he was able to do it, um, you know, in a system... Like the Roosters once he arrived. Um, Aiden Guerra obviously played for Queensland, really tough, compromising guy. I, th- I think he was really good for Newcastle when he arrived there. I think he was the first one, might have been Sean Kenny Dow, but I think either of those two was the first one of these sort of Roosters group to go up to Newcastle, and it really started a trend with a couple of the Chooks players, and I think it really helped. I think it really helped the Newcastle Knights build out of the trouble that they were seriously in, the little connection they had to the former Rooster players. So, Aiden Guerra, great player, retired this year at the Newcastle Knights. Obviously, won his one premiership. Um, yeah, just a great stalwart. I really enjoyed watching Aiden Guerra's career. A really good player. Next, man up is Elijah Taylor. Now, obviously, he's been in the news recently. Um, I haven't gone in depth on that article that was published, but by the sounds of it, I mean, having like 400k taken off you by a, ma- by a manager, I mean, it's a pretty slimy um, slimy business to be in player management. You have to be really careful, obviously. I know nothing about it personally, but from what I've heard from a couple of mates, you do have to be careful. Um, You know, guys that say that, you know, when they're doing well, they hear from their manager every third day. They're having coffees. They're having beers with them. When they're not playing great footy, you don't hear from them for a year or so. So it's a really interesting business. And Elijah Taylor, unfortunately, he's been stung by his manager over the last decade or so. Really unfortunate. I've heard Isaac John talk about it and sort of say that, you know, this is a guy that Elijah Taylor used to talk to every day. He really trusted him. So really tough. But as a footballer, I, I always loved Elijah Taylor. Off the top of my head, New Zealand Warriors, Penrith Panthers and the West Tigers. I think that's all that he's... I think... Did he play some time at Manly? I... I think he was just training with them over the last few weeks. But a really talented guy, really versatile guy. Could play hooker, lock, second row. You know, he could probably push him to five eight if you have to. He could also handle himself at center wing. A guy that in Supercoach over the last few years, he's been pretty handy to have in your draft sides. Big fan of Elijah Taylor, one of the good guys of rugby league. Our next man, Jonathan Thurston. You've probably heard of him out of the North Queensland Cowboys. More than likely will be an immortal. Uh, obviously... You know, my greatest memory of JT was that 2015 grand final. I was there that night to watch him kick that field goal. Unbelievable stuff! A moment I'll never forget. It's obviously in the uh, introduction to my podcast too. It's one of those moments that, you know, when you hear that footy that that um that audio, it just takes you back to where you were. And for me, I was in that stadium. I was sitting in a seat that was directly in line. With where he took the goal from the sideline, and I mate, as it was in the air, you would have put your money on it was never missing. Funny story, I ended up with like four tickets to that, and me and a mate went out, and the other two boys, they um, I think they were a bit hung over that day, so they pulled out. So I had to find someone to give these tickets to. So I sold them on Gumtree, and I'll never forget, I had these two German tourists that brought them for an absolute mozza. It was great, but they. They came and sat, and they'd never been to a rugby league game. They'd been in Australia for a couple of weeks, and they'd you know they'd never seen rugby league, let alone been to a game. They, and I said, "Geez, you chose a good game to go to." I explained to them, "Oh, you know, it's the first time two Queensland teams have played each other. They'd been to the Great Barrier Reef a couple of weeks before that." So blah blah blah. Anyway, with five minutes to go, they started packing their stuff, and I said, "What are you doing?" And they went, "Oh, we're going to beat the traffic." And I went, "Oh, I'd probably stay. It's pretty close." And they sort of said, "Oh, no, the Broncos will win. It's okay." And I went, "Oh, okay, whatever." And, mate, I couldn't believe it. They left early and they missed the biggest moment in Australian sport history, potentially. I mean, definitely the biggest moment in rugby league history for me. Unbelievable. So, a little funny story there off the back of JT. I do remember him debuting for the for the Bulldogs years ago. And, and that season he had, um, especially in 04, he had a couple of really nice touches. I'll never forget the 04 grand final. I, I've spoken about it a bit with about five or six minutes to go. He gets the ball in about halfway and he just puts in the perfect kick for the perfect moment, finds touch about five metres out in it. It really sort of deflated the Roosters, and it was a it was a sign of things to come. Thurston's kicking game is like none that we've seen before or since, realistically. A champion player uh, should be an immortal over the next few years. The next man is Ben Henry. Wow, Ben Henry, haven't heard this name in a while. Okay, Ben Henry, a uh, very versatile footballer, came through the system with huge potential. We all thought Ben Henry was going to be an absolute star. Uh, New Zealand Warriors, I think he might have had a stint with the Titans too. Uh, sort of a second row centre. He could sort of do it all, Ben Henry. I'm, I'm not really sure how his career unfolded. I'd have to do some more research, but I do remember this kid coming through the junior systems and... He was essentially a could-not-miss. He was meant to be an absolute star, Ben Henry. I'd like to know where he ended up. Our next man is Chris Lawrence, of course, retired at the end of 2020 at the West Tigers, played his entire career there. Um, For me, Chris Lawrence, what I'll always remember him is, I remember in the 05 grand final, Paddy Richards, there was an injury cloud around him all week. He wasn't meant to play, and thank God he did, of course. He scored that amazing try off Benji Marshall's flick pass but I remember that if Pat Richards was going to be ruled out Chris Lawrence was going to make his NRL debut in that grand final which is simply amazing you got to remember back then he started off as a centre slash winger a couple of years later he played for the Kangaroos he never played Origin he's part of the very rare group that he played for the Kangaroos but never played Origins so a really interesting guy Chris Lawrence of course made his re- made his way into the back row during his career and essentially played out the rest of his days in the back row a sensational leader and a guy that I think they're really going to miss at the West Tigers his ex- even more experience has walked out the door they're really going to miss him our next man is Lukey Lewis in his Cronulla Sharks kit this is 20 20- Fifteen. So, of course, the year after 2016, he would win the Clive Churchill Medal and the Cronulla would win their first ever premiership. He played a huge role in this, a real attitude sort of guy. I always say that Brad Fittler's the most versatile player I've ever seen. If I had to pick 13 of one player, it would always be Brad Fitler. But, mate, I'll tell you what, Luke Lewis isn't far behind. I'll never forget, you know, 2003 when he burst onto the scene with the Penrith Panthers. You had Luke Lewis on one wing, you had Luke Rooney on the other one. He had his jet blonde hair and... He was just unbelievable, and he just showed how tough he was. And then over the next few years, you saw him play centre. Then you saw him play 5'8". Then you saw him play lock, and then you saw him play in the second row. He just he just moved further and further in, and he was just dominant in every single position. One of my favourite New South Wales Blues over the last decade as well. A really tough, compromising guy. I feel really sorry for him that he played his essentially his entire origin career against this side. I mean... To be fair, he played um, in that 4 series where 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 Freddie came back. But then, you know, from 6 onwards, it was just all Queensland. Poor old uh, Luke Lewis. I'm not sure. I, I assume he would have played in 4 and I can't remember off the top of my head. But, of course, he came up against his all-star origin team for his entire New South Wales career. Do feel sorry for him for that. Our next man is Benny Cray out of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, ben Cray, you know, 2010, 2011... For me, he was probably the best back row in the game. A sensational talent, I think. Unfortunately for Ben Cray, he'll always be remembered for that fight in... Was it at Suncorp? I'm not sure where it was now. It might have been even been Melbourne. That fight, of course, where um, where Queensland tapped the ball in their 40. They bombed it up. Poor old Kirk have to catch it and return it. And Sam Thardy and Hodges went berserk. And Ben Cray comes in and pushes Hodges and then starts to backtrack. And I think it's a moment that Queensland has enjoyed more than anyone. They remind us of it all the time. Our back row are, you know, marching away from their center in a stink. Um, but Ben Cray, he was a sensational footballer. I remember one Anzac day, he did he score a try or did he get the offload to Michael Wayman? I think he threw an offload to Michael Wayman to beat the Dragons on the bell. Sensational effort. A real leader, Ben Cray. I think he's extremely underrated, especially... When the Dragons were really dominant, Ben Cray, he was unbelievable. Next man is, oh, wow. And <laughs> next man is Joey Lailua, back in his Newcastle Knights kit Now... For a lot of people, you wouldn't even remember him at the Knights. And for even more people, you wouldn't remember him at the Roosters before that. you got to remember, Joey Lathal was playing for the Roosters in that 2010 Grand Final. He was on the left wing for them. Darius Boyd picked him out and just absolutely gave it to him, unfortunately. Jason Nightingale scored two or three trials on him. I think he was 18 years old. He, he was not ready for that stage in any way, shape, or form. And I think it really stung him for a few years there. Went up to Newcastle. He had a couple of issues there. Bounced around. Arrived in Canberra. Ricky Stewart got the absolute best out of him for a couple of years there. Obviously, he's combination with uh, Jordan Rapana. I think it was 16, 17. My God, untouchable. And, you know, it all sort of went to shit after that 2019 grand final for him. Didn't have a great night that night. And I think Ricky Stewart had had enough by that point. He's landed at the West Tigers now. Played there last season. Showed little flashes of brilliance like he always does. But there's always been inconsistency. There's always been defensive issues, and there has always been brain explosions, and we saw one of them last year when his brother got injured, and I understand that brain explosion, to be honest with you, but he's always had it in him, and I think he's going to continue to have it in him, unfortunately. Happy to be proven wrong there, though, for sure. Our next man is Sean Fenson out of the Canberra Raiders. Now... Sean Fensom is one of the all-time Supercoach goats. When he was at his best, he was unstoppable in Supercoach, a real workhorse, a guy that you'd be happy to go into the trenches with, Sean Fensom, of course. He left the Canberra Raiders. He sort of just sort of bounced around for a little bit. I, I want to say he was at the Cowboys and the Broncos, and I think his career ended in the 2017 Grand Final. I'll never forget that. I'm pretty sure it was a compound fracture. Um, oh, God, I can still see it. Jesus um, yeah, just essentially his legs snapped in half in that grand final. And a guy that really flew under the radar for a long time. One of the best offensive players we've ever seen. One of the biggest workhorses we've ever seen. And a bit of a weird career. I mean, you would have thought he was going to be an Origin star for a long time. And it just sort of never came about for Sean Fensom a champion player um, whose career was cut short by a terrible injury. Our last man is Mick Gordon, of course. Now, Mick Gordon, um, been around a lot of clubs Jeez, um, I'm going to say Parramatta, Roosters, Cronulla. Where did he finish? Gold Coast. He was at Penrith, too. He debuted at Penrith, I believe. I think he played one origin game. Really, just just a a guy that you can trust, yeah? A guy that you can just trust in any system. He bounced around a lot of teams. He filled a lot of holes, and... I mean, a, a lot of people want to talk about guys that have a long career at a club, but, I mean, Mick Gordon made a career out of traveling around the country, filling a spot for clubs and having a good time. I think he's, you know, a really talented guy. He's obviously been in the papers lately. I think he's in a bit of, bit of drug trouble when he was playing. A sensational guy and a guy that has always got a lot of time for fans. I've noticed there's a lot of fans out there that have got a lot of stories about good things Michael Gordon has done. So hopefully he can clear all this stuff up that's come out over the last few weeks. But, like, I remember the Roosters, you know. They trusted him to wear the fullback jersey until they got uh, James Tedesco, went up to the Titans. He did fantastic things there. So a guy that, I mean, there's going to be a bit of off-field stuff over the next few years that might tarnish his career a little bit. But as far as a footballer goes, I mean, all you want in your team is guys you can trust. And Mick Gordon, he was a guy that you could trust every single week to be reliable.